0: What's up, guys? And welcome back to the That's So Dev Podcast. If this is your first time listening, thank you so much. I appreciate you. You are awesome. Now, y'all, I had to push this podcast back. Let's be real. Nicki Minaj announced, and I, I was shook, okay? I was shook. That's all that really needs to be said. But this is happening. It... It it tied in so well because, you know, as me and Mariah do our weekly um, collaboration series, we had this well-constructed plan, right? If you listened to our last podcast, which I hope you did, if not, go give it a good stream. You know, we, 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 we really wanted to dive into comfort, but we wanted to draw it out in a way to where, you know, we had these podcasts talking about, you know our favorite tv shows music all this you know to eventually come to a conclusion of just comfort music comfort shows you know etc comfort media so you know this harry potter podcast was a huge part of that you know and i'm wrapping up this series with this third part and i'm super excited because you know like i was saying even on the last podcast with mariah you can watch Harry Potter a billion times and see something that you didn't see before or have a question that you didn't really ask before, you know? But before we go ahead and dive into the tea today, make sure you go ahead and follow me on social media, Instagram and Twitter at that so dev. Simple, straight, and to the point. Wow, I did not breathe. Whew. Ciao, y'all. So I just got back from my lovely walk I went on a nice walk I went to Starbucks Because you know that $5.99 delivery really humbled me Um, (coughs) No, but really though I've had a nice morning And I'm ready to get into this Harry Potter podcast So go ahead and get you a snack Go ahead and get you some breakfast Good morning, evening, night, wherever you are Put good in front of it So there we are Okay, y'all, so I'm super excited because the last time I ended with part two, you know, we stopped talking about the sixth movie. We went about halfway and I'm obviously just going to retalk about the sixth movie because like I've said many, many times before in the past two parts, I watch Harry Potter every single day. I know, I, some might call it clinically insane. But you know, I call it iconic. I don't. I don't know what to tell you. But you know, the sixth movie I'm really starting to see is true. Like it's one of my favorites. It is one of my favorites. I obviously um, Prisoner of Azkaban and then also Order of the Phoenix are like my tops. But the sixth movie is so good. It's so good. I think because it's like. In between the fifth movie, which I thought was crazy good, and then, you know, the last two parts of the finale, it being in that gray area, I felt like it was kind of overlooked or underappreciated or both, whatever. But just watching how, you know, me really diving into the Harry Potter era, I've been looking for context to everything right because i didn't necessarily start off reading the books and then come to find out there's so much detail in the books that would make things in the movie make sense because you know like i said like when you watch the movies over even if you've seen it a billion times you'll find something new you'll ask something new and usually those questions would be something in the books so it. it i'm obsessed i'm truthfully obsessed um it's just... Obviously. The main, main, main point of pain... Is Dumbledore. I feel like... I mean, I remember even watching this movie for the first time so many years ago. It was just like... Did that really just happen? And because I'm not in the mature state of mind that I'm in now... You know, like back then, I could not have processed all of that. I could not have seen that coming. I didn't even realize when I watched it for the first time, you know, like Dumbledore's hand, but the book even tells you what's going on. But in the movies, you have absolutely no idea. You're just like, oh, okay. Saw that. And then Harry Potter has this magical way of bringing something to the forefront and then moving on and then making you forget about it entirely it's like even in you know prisoner of Azkaban where obviously we know Hermione throws the rock and breaks the vase and whatnot. like you see those things happen but they move on so quick it's like I forgot that even happened ah that makes sense now and I remember they do that all the time that pretty much stand all the way what can I say I don't know now mind you JK has been a little bit you know Still standing Harry Potter. See, I can separate the two. Anyway, but no, back to the sixth movie. It, I felt like the sixth movie was a good builder into the seventh movie. I mean, that's basically what it is. You know, it, it was pretty much us. Not us, well, them rather figuring out that he split his soul into seven pieces. Pieces, parts, whatever. They're all cruxes. I said that word. cruxes. But seriously, that's what that movie was. You know, it was prepping for battle. It really felt like... Because Order of the Phoenix already had this dark tone. But in Half-Blood Prince, it was very, very like evil (laughs) like you know they have the gray tones during those scenes and not during those scenes during basically all the scenes that hint on it i'm obviously not part of film twitter so y'all know the correct terminology but like you you just felt it you know you felt that something was coming you felt that the darkness was coming you know and i really liked um draco's performance yeah we really got to see draco break down and you got to really see that draco didn't want any of that like i've said in the past few podcasts draco is a product of his environment we know that to be well 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 too true let's be real i mean look at his father and then look at his mother His mother, I feel like his mother is very practical and just like Draco acting out of fear. But I mean, when I look at Lucius, like he did some things to help bring Voldemort back. So it was like, I'm confused. This man's not even alive right now. Why would you help bring someone back that you are so fearful of? of okay anyway he deserved to be in prison yep he was in prison this whole movie that's why Draco broke Harry's nose at the beginning of it he talks a very big game and then runs everything he does is coward like everything it's like dang Draco Draco But one thing, I'll get to that later, because, you know, it's a scene that they took out at the end of the part two, Deathly Hallows with Draco and Harry, which really actually upset me because it would have really helped things come full circle. I love the um, I love part one of Deathly Hallows. I think it started off very fast paced I think towards the end it really starts to slow down because I mean obviously it's prepping you for the next movie I mean that's just what it is but I I, I, I truly enjoy it it's like because things happen so fast in that movie first of all from beginning to end with Hermione erasing her family's memory you know and then trying to transport Harry I mean when I watched that for the first time I would not have thought to see Voldemort and Harry even fight like that so soon and then Mad-Eye Moody dying unreal after you know <laughs> oh, after the fourth movie I was like okay we're gonna be seeing more of him now so we're really gonna get to see him and like dang I mean we didn't really. It's kinda like serious. You know? These characters get a redemption from who they were, or well, who they were known as, and then bam, gone. It's truly rude. I fear. Anywho. I I I've really enjoyed how, you know. Especially the first half, it was so fast-paced, like I was saying. Especially when we get to, you know, the Weasley's house when the wedding is happening. You know, I, I truly enjoy the wedding scene. Like, all of it. The whole day. We get, you know, we get Harry and Jenny. You know, we get to see the happy side. We get to see well we get to hear more about Dumbledore for one because Dumbledore was obviously a very private person we know that to hear about his father killing muggles he has a brother now we're like wait a minute <laughs> wait, wait 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 wait, I was watching this for the first time and, and it makes you see Dumbledore differently than what you saw because basically Dumbledore showed you only what he wanted to show you because you know that's what people do people show you what they want to show you so it's just it was like oh wow like wait a minute like is he really kinda is he sketchy it it, it just made you question it for a quick second and then you know um them being warned that the ministry has fallen like that whole scene with the flying orb coming in and then the death eaters like the way that that happened in like two seconds I was like yes give it to me all of it like it, it was just crazy to me I truthfully enjoyed that and you know them you know apparating away in front of a bus like in London it was just it, it was crazy you know it was just constant moments of oh wow look you know so I really, actually, really enjoy part one, but part one is not one of my um, tops. I love it. Like, there's no bad Harry Potter movie. I love every single Harry Potter movie, and like I've said in previous parts, I can watch these movies and still get that same comfort feeling from each and every one of them. But there's some obviously that I like better than others, and I don't. I will obviously i want to say yeah for sure obviously top five for sure obviously but it's not really really up there you know but it, it you, you had to get part one to part two there were so many details to it that they even cut out in the previous movies that imagine what they would have had to cut out for the last one so you know those part twos could have happened i actually seen a tweet or was it on Instagram I don't remember because Harry Potter stands are everywhere but like I saw somebody say be honest you would watch a 24 hour Harry Potter movie if it meant they would not leave out any details and I have to absolutely say I would come on y'all don't have to release it in the theaters just release it on DVD and I promise you something I will sit and watch absolutely I want to know every detail I don't want nothing missing out of this because it's just oh my god the flavor the actual flavor i actually like it's crazy because even when i was watching the seventh movie part one obviously the last thing i was expecting was to circle back to Umbridge. i wasn't i wasn't She was an Ask Man for the, you know, the sixth movie, and then I I, I just wasn't expecting that. Because at the time, I didn't think that Umbridge was working with the dark side, necessarily. I thought she was just cruel. But then, come, you know. But also, at the same time, she's wearing this necklace, so it's also kind of making her even worse. You know what I'm saying? So, that whole scene at the Ministry of Magic uh, with the polyjuice potion crazy and then Ron being splinched that was the downfall of Ron again I could not deal I just I I wasn't really understanding like they knew what the necklace did you know so why keep wearing it why even let Ron wear it right crazy so I mean that obviously played a part in how he was reacting in the tent acting like Harry and Hermione were you know romantically involved or whatever just like, dude, take off the necklace, relax you are having another one of your moments that you have every so often, and I'm not here for it because this is not the time, we have more important things to do, and you wanna ask Hermione if she's coming with you because you're being selfish and thinking irrational really no no absolutely not sir if you want to go ahead and you want to go this is way bigger than you Ronald and then that dig at Harry oh I can't be mad at Harry for reacting the way that he reacted who could no way you don't say anything like that to anybody but also again he was wearing that necklace why would they let him wear that necklace? I just... Okay. Anywho. But, you know, at that time... ooh, I haven't set my wine in a second. Y'all, Stella Rosa. She doesn't miss, ma'am. Miss ma'am does not miss. Absolutely. Mm. The peach slaps. That's for sure. The wild berry. I want to try the pineapple and the apple and the watermelon and everything else would love to anyway but you know like I said after the f- uh, yeah after the first half going into the second half the movie starts to slow down and everything and it was crazy at the time because I would have never guessed that Nate had sent that Patronus to help them at the time no and at the time did I even have remotely any idea that Snape wasn't who he was perceived to be had no idea no clue it, it for Ron to come back in that moment was also another unexpected thing you know as Harry found the sword it I was like wait what at the time obviously you know when somebody pulled him out i was like who else could that have been but i was not expecting ron to come in that moment so that was nice i enjoyed that and then just the way that he got back to them you know it they were so mad this whole time about how dumbledore gave you this job no way to find it but he gave you all the clues. He actually gave you all the clues. I mean, you had the, um, why am I blinking? You had one of the Deathly Hallows with you the whole time. You actually technically had two. Because you had the Cloak of Invisibility and you had the stone. You just didn't know you had the stone. So this entire time, while, you know, they couldn't see the bigger picture until they figured it out you know because like I was saying like the entire perception of Dumbledore was changed because we didn't know all this about Dumbledore and we also don't know why this happened so it just it, it's like hmm okay you seem sketchy but I it's like ah you knew a lot and I wish that Because he obviously knew that he was going to die, but I wish he had just told Harry. But also at the same time, I understand why he couldn't, especially with, you know, Voldemort being able to get in his mind sometimes or, you know, take a peek or whatever. But when it comes to, you know, the end of the first movie, obviously, you know, they get captured by the snatchers, which I cannot stand. I don't know. Just looking at them annoys me. It really does. I don't know about you. Because when Hermione did that protect the spell over the tent and, you know, they smelled her perfume. I was like, y'all are creeps. When they were at the Ministry of Magic, I was already like, ugh. But especially then, it was like, it's getting weird. Really. But Bellatrix ate them up, snatched them up real quick when she saw that they had that sword. She was not playing. I was like, oh, well, Hey. It never lasts in y'all hands, but have at it, you know? So, <laughs> but when they were in, I believe, Malform Manor at the time, after they got caught, which crazy, it it, it was just, I, I understood, because we all know Luna was captured, inside Malform Manor as well, I understood why her father sold them out. He was scared. He was desperate. His child was taken. But also at the same time, I was like, really, dude? I feel like he might have had a better chance to work with Harry than Tournament. But also, look how it turned out. I mean, Harry didn't get captured the way that he wanted to, but when Harry got captured, Luna got free because Harry broke free too. So, all thanks to Dobby, who as painful as it is for me to say he died I know I've seen this years ago and it still hurts because I love that little dude he was always there when Harry needed and Harry said never try to save my life again I bet you he regrets that absolutely but we're going to take a little break y'all I'm going to be right back I'm going to sip a little wine Go get you some water, go get you a snack, or do whatever. And I will be right back. Peace. What's up, guys? And welcome back. I hope you got a snack. And I hope you got some wine. I know I did. But just recovering after dobby's death still painful to say but it it really set the tone for the next movie you know because right after that we see voldemort find the elder how disrespectful but, I mean, obviously, what can you expect from somebody who's called the Dark Lord going to somebody's grave? I, I mean, like, I shouldn't be shocked. Like, it shouldn't be something where I'm like, wow, you're trash. I should just be like, that's Voldemort. But, like, still. Anywho, you know, we see him find that wand. And, and the next movie, part two, immediately starts off with... You know, Harry looking for answers about the Deathly Hollows because the Wandmaker, who they captured in season six, which, mind you, keep again, keep in mind again, like I told you, something will happen in the Harry Potter movie. They will move on, and then you'll forget, and you'll be like, what? Because they captured the Wandmaker at the beginning of the sixth movie. But now during the beginning of the seventh movie, Here we are with them after he's been rescued. You know what I'm saying? So people are like, oh everything's clicking now. It's crazy. This movie is app on this movie is insane to me. This franchise is insane to me. Which it's on Peacock again. And I'm absolutely stanning because they removed it from Peacock after I just got premium. And I was like, really? I I came for this movie and y'all gonna sit here and y'all gonna remove it put it back (laughs) it trended on Twitter because they removed it look if you're gonna remove Harry Potter literally try not to promote it being on your service the day before you're going to remove it try letting people know so people don't sign up for this movie and you trap them in a subscription because you promoted that you had a movie the day before and it was removed the day after i mean i find that disrespectful I fear. what about you there's no reason why harry potter shouldn't be on a streaming service but as i've said they wouldn't be able to cap off it the same as they do they also still, ironically, they do these Harry Potter um, weekends, obviously, on sci fi. So, whenever those are happening, it's not on a streaming service. That's what I've noticed. Because when it got taken off, HBO was obviously on there for a limited time, obviously. It was removed. And then it was on sci fi for like, they did two Harry Potter weeks and, well, weekends in a month. And the same thing happened with peacocks who was gone from them they did those harry potter weekends and now it's back I've been noticing that little detail there but to get back on track with the whole movie um, the seventh movie immediately it picks up at its fast pace especially with the goblins I cannot stand goblins they are rude they are backstabbing and you can't trust the goblin I'm just saying who better to run a bank i suppose you know but just they save that goblin's life and them asking him to get them inside the vault bellatrix he he's like that sword's my price which you want to know what you, wanna know what? Fine. you You can take the sword. We know the sword will disappear and come back eventually anyway at some point. But like, he just saved your life, dude. Really? But like I said, anyway, you want to know what? Fine. Let's get it. You, you know, let's get inside this vault and do whatever we gotta do. But when he does get them inside the vault, he betrays them. Said I'd get you in. Didn't say anything about getting you out. Unreal. You got met with karma very, very quick. Very, very quick. (laughs) And first of all, can we talk about Hermione trying to be Bellatrix? Because it, it just wasn't working. They would have been screwed if Harry didn't use the Imperial curse. I watched this YouTuber yesterday. He was like... Oh, that's one of the um, forbidden spells, he unforgivable spells, and he was like, "Well, Harry Potter." He's like, he he used that, so wouldn't that not make him any better? I was like, "No." Here is the difference: when other people like Bellatrix and whatnot use it to intentionally harm someone else, I don't think that's the same as Harry using it so that way you know he can save the world. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I don't really think that's in the same context, but something that I find very weird is that Bellatrix is, com- I mean, like, it shouldn't be shocking, you know, but she's insane, like, she's psychotic, She has murdered so many of her family members, what is wrong with her, like, I'm sorry, I need a whole backstory on Bellatrix, I need it, I need Fantastic Beasts to do something. If they got three more movies, I need to know about it. I need a movie about Voldemort rising and what, you know, I need a. I need an evil perspective on this movie. That's just what I need. But, you know, I, I really, really, really love part two. Because it just, obviously it is the end but it feels, it feels very much like the end. And I appreciate it. I appreciate them going back to Hogwarts, us being able to see everybody back at Hogwarts again. Um, Us being able to see Dumbledore's brother and how he fit into the whole equation, sending Dobby and then him also, you know, Harry and them having the piece to the mirror and him being able to watch them. So, I like how everything connects because like I said, part one sets everything up and then part two connects and then give con, you know, it gives context to everything else and everything comes to a conclusion. And I think they do a really good job at concluding the story. To be quite honest, I feel like the finale could have been done better in many ways, but I feel like they did a very good job. Um, like one of the scenes that because I was talking about earlier I said I'd talk about it later and we're obviously not talking about the end of the movie quite yet but they cut out a scene where you know Draco actually throws Harry his wand you know and that would have been such a full circle moment because we saw when Voldemort called Draco over at the end of the movie and how hesitant he was his parents had to beg <laughs> to get him to go. So for that to happen, I think it would have it would have shown some really good character growth for Draco. Because all we see is them run off at the end. Coward, like they end the way they started. It would have been nice to see Draco end better than he started and be better than his parents. It, it, it would have just been that little thing but um i thought really i like i could talk about this last movie forever because it a, a huge selling point for me was also seeing neville become this leader you know what i'm saying it's an entirely different neville from the fifth movie on you begin to see him become this confident person and in the last movie. In ways he. He was doing what Harry was doing. You know when Harry took charge. And he was teaching everybody. And he told Neville hold down the fort, And Neville truly did that. He absolutely did that. And he destroyed that snake. Did he not? Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know. Something a big detail that I feel like a lot of people miss is when Harry got into Hogwarts and, you know, Snape called everybody down to give his big speech about Harry and punishing whoever, you know, his little fake speech in order to seem like he was evil. So that way he could protect all of Hogwarts in which we had no idea at the time. Mm. It's wild. The detail that everybody seems to miss and even I did obviously but when um, Professor McGonagall she when Battlesnake you know she's throwing shots but he's not fighting back but that's not the detail the detail is how he takes out the two Death Eaters behind him on his way out so that way they can't attack and that was a big detail that I was just like ah ah there we are Snape is the most complex character in this story obviously Dumbledore is a very complex character as well but just Snape like his death hurt and his death hurt even more after when you find everything out because a lot of people obviously was like no Snape is good a lot of people knew obviously but also a lot of people didn't and if some did some didn't know the full extent of it you know him being in love with his mom and him actually you know that being his Patronus at the lake when Harry found the sword you know helping him you know, Snape actually looking over him throughout these years. So it was crazy to learn that Snape cared more about Harry than Dumbledore did. Because at the end of the day, Dumbledore's focus was just resolving these issues. Stopping Tom Riddle. You know what I'm saying? Like that was the focus. And it didn't seem at the time that he really cared like that. And I'm sure he grew to. I'm sure he did grow to. But still, even in the moments where, you know, Snape was like. I mean, basically, you've just been prepping him for death. And Dumbledore was like, don't tell me you've grown to care for the boy now. Like. Unreal that was I mean I obviously understood why he would be like that but I was like wow you were like that I mean he had to be to get it done because when he revealed even to Harry you know why didn't you tell me certain things he was like he cared too much so if he cared too much the job probably you know wouldn't have been executed as well so I I see a lot of different perspectives on that and you know I think the whole the ending of the movie where you know he figures out that the stone is actually the stone (laughs) that he's had it the whole time I think that's when it clicked for him that Dumbledore did kind of care that Dumbledore did help him like he was like ah because I felt like he had some doubt after you know he saw that memory it was crazy that this whole the whole ending of the movie is crazy from Lupin dying and his wife she wasn't even supposed to be there Fred dying Um, Ron's girl from half-blood prince it was just crazy to me I was like so many people have died and even just watching still to this day it hurts you know especially like when I was talking about when Harry finds out that the stone is the stone and his family comes back and he sees Lupin and He it's a full circle moment, you know, especially for Harry being Lupin's child's godparent. Like Sirius was to him. He's going to understand why his parents died and what they died for, just like Harry did. I was like, wow, that's great writing. (laughs) It was fantastic to me. I, I it, it, The movie leaves me speechless all these years later. You know what I'm saying? It still makes you feel like it came out yesterday. And that's the best part about these movies. You know? So, as I'm beginning, obviously, to wrap this podcast up, I just... I'm, I'm reminiscing again. I'm going to watch the movies again after this. Watch. I am. I've already watched, what, the third and the fourth today. I watched the first and the second yesterday. Well, it's back on Peacock. I got to do another celebration. I celebrate every day, but, like, come on. Come on. But, yeah, the ending of the seventh movie when Harry goes into that forest, and Hermione is like, "She'll go with him." Like, that's a real bitch. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. that's a real one. He's like, "I'm gonna go die with you." Crazy. She hugged him. He didn't hug Ron, and I was like, "Really, y'all? Really?" Especially after you just lost your brother too But you know the whole scene Where Harry goes into the forest with Voldemort Voldemort was looking He was like I thought he would come (laughs) Plot twist he did come And even though we knew That Harry had the stone Seeing Voldemort use the curse On him was still kind of like Even even though we know Like you know it was what you just killed Harry the whole scene with him and Dumbledore you know in like the heaven-like area that was a very nice scene I feel like it was a healing moment for Dumbledore's character after the the mess you know that unrolled in part one and part two but even after all of that, you know, after the curse was used on him and the Dumbledore kind of like heaven slash dream sequence, and Draco's mom comes and see if Harry is dead, she asked if Draco was alive. Harry said yes. She told Voldemort that Harry was dead. I was like, you smart women. I knew she didn't want the smoke. You could just tell by her energy coming into the sixth movie she did not I feel like that's the practical side of Draco the coward side that feels the need to be quote unquote superior comes from his father so snaps and clapped to his mom because she played a very big part in you know Harry doing what needs to be done but the irony of Hagrid carrying Harry back I know this truck not backing up in the middle of my podcast. Girl, please. Anyhow. No, y'all. I mean, just the whole the, the whole ending of the battle at Hogwarts. It felt like that final battle, you know, when Harry jumped out of Hagrid's hand and threw a spell at the snake. It was like. Ah, the final one like you knew it you were like this is it this is it the intensity of it with oh my god specifically what pops in my head right now is the moment where the snake is going towards ron and hermione and ron is hugging her head and then neville just comes in like unreal like neville's the those last couple minutes with neville him coming at Voldemort not being afraid the sword coming to him him killing the last Holcox it was crazy bro I have used crazy so much because this movie is crazy to me (laughs) him having that big moment was huge it was huge even Luna when she was very stern with Harry when he wouldn't listen to her There were some big moments for some characters in this movie. And I was just like, thank you. It is about time. It is about time. So I really loved it. I really loved how, you know, even after Voldemort was defeated, you know, the ashes up in the air. um, I, I love the scene even when Harry breaks the wand because Harry never wanted all that power. He never did. And besides, imagine having all the Deathly Hallows. You would literally be a target for the rest of your life. Simple. Break it. Done like that. You know? So, it it, it was the 20-year time jump for me. You know? What I would really enjoy, and hear me out. Because I loved getting the nice taste into you know, the future, their children and things like that. But what I would love to see is when these actors are really the age that they are in these books, like how old Harry is in Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, I would love for them to actually make that a movie with the actual characters, but have them be the actual ages that they are in the books. However long that would take, I would love to, to see that and i know oh it's a classic you don't want to touch it you don't want to revamp it fine if you don't want to put a new cast if you don't want to do that or whatever fine but i think that harry potter and the cursed child deserves to see the light of day film us i truly think so you can think whatever you want to i mean I- just because you know the original series is a classic and I think that nobody should touch that right there you know what I'm saying but just because it's so classic does that really mean that this great work of art can't be brought to life as well I would hate for them to recast anybody that was in an older movie you know what I mean I would hate that. So don't do that. I mean, obviously, if you're going to do it, like I said, have these characters that were originally in the franchise come back as them at the exact age. I mean, or close to it, rather. You know what I'm saying? Stay true to the book. That would be fantastic. I would lose my mind. But could you imagine? And every last bit of them because i'm obviously deep on youtube for harry potter and the reactions and you know all the tea these characters actors (laughs) these actors want to come back they wouldn't they said never say no never say no and you know that's not a no so who knows If the opportunity is presented Who knows But tell me if you would love to see that or not You know DM me on Twitter At me on Twitter DM me on Instagram Let's chat about it Let me know if you would like to see You know The Cursed Child become a film I would The right way There are rumors about a Harry Potter TV series, which I believe is false. But even if it's not, I don't know how I would feel about it. Now, if it was something along the lines where, you know, I feel like doing the high school musical TV series, I feel like they've set a bar. They've set a standard of what revamping a franchise can be. And taking it in a different direction, because when I look at revamping a series, even where you know we have Raven's Home, it's not the same as that Raven whatsoever. So I think it's possible for you to be able to, you know, you know, like, I I want to say I don't want to say spin off. Because High School Musical the musical the series is not a spinoff of High School Musical it's still part of the franchise so I don't know let me know what you guys think we'll chat about it but this is wrapping up the Harry Potter series you know I've had a three part series if you haven't heard any of them go listen to part one and part two it's pretty iconic me tanks but Who knows what I'm going to do next, y'all. You know, we're wrapping up our little comfort era and we're going to move on to some bigger and better topics. You know, we're going to have some people on this podcast. Stay tuned. Wink, wink. And, you know, we're just going to have fun and be ourselves. But all right, y'all. Make sure you eat some good food. Make sure you get a good night's rest. And make sure you indulge in self-care. Go follow. At 5 Men. Self-care. On Twitter. And make sure you subscribe to their notifications. We could all use some self-care. You know we get so involved in our days where. It's what? Been a week? Or. It's Friday and we think it's. Monday. Monday or it's friday and we think it's sunday we don't know what day it is you do so much during the week that you truly get overwhelmed so you have to take advantage of self-care it's the best way to keep you sane hey self-care might be a podcast go start your own podcast do whatever you want go make some music go for a run get a puppy prioritize your puppy Hey, do something. Do something that stimulates your mind. Do something that brings you comfort. Do something that relaxes you. Do something that betters your well-being, whatever that may be. All right, y'all. I'm hopping off here. Y'all have a good day, right? Peace.